many organisations uh, want to have a culture where they're perceived as promoting from within and offering up you know, opportunities to develop their own teams, which is fantastic and we definitely support that. Uh, but there are times where you just might not be sure and the last thing that you want to do is to prematurely promote somebody into a role that they're not ready for um, or indeed uh, uh, you know, not capable of delivering the best possible returns for your uh, various stakeholders. Welcome to the Arate Podcast, the podcast created to help senior executives and the organisations they lead live up to their full potential. Join us for cutting-edge interviews with leading senior executive and board members across all industry sectors and for practical tips to accelerate your executive career. And now, here's your host, Richard Triggs. Brett, great to see you again. Richard, it's been a while. It has. Back again for more excitement. Absolutely. <laughs> what, what are we talking about today? So today's excitement... Um, I've heard you talk occasionally about if a company is looking to recruit someone internally, uh, you suggest that they that it may still be worth their while to do an external search, and then as an adjunct to that, even if they're thinking of terminating somebody, it could be a, a good idea to do a bit of market research before they do that, just yeah. to, uh, to tell us why that would be the case. Okay, sure. All right, so uh, what you're referring to, the first part is... Uh, an organisation has a vacancy, they have an internal candidate that they believe um, uh, meets the requirements of the role. However, they want to test the market and truly make sure that their internal candidate is the best person for the job. Uh, And so, for example, we're doing an assignment exactly like this at the moment. Uh, It's a... um, uh, a mining company and their CFO resigned uh, and exited very quickly about four months ago. And at the time, they needed to uh, make a decision. So they brought somebody in as a contractor for four months, who essentially is an internal candidate for the role. Uh, and now they're ready to go to the market and, and hire a permanent replacement. So rather than just give the job to the internal, uh, they have engaged us to go out, map the market, run a headhunting campaign, deliver them a fully telephone screenshot list within 20 working days, uh, which we do for 7.5% of package. And so what that enables the employer to do is to truly uh, get a sense of the calibre of available talent on the market and to compare the internal applicant Uh, against those external candidates to ensure that if they do proceed with offering the internal, at least they do that knowing that they are the best person for the job. And of course at 7.5% and delivered within 20 days, you know, it's a very inexpensive way of doing that. So I suppose um, many organisations want to have a culture where they're perceived as promoting from within and offering up you know, opportunities to develop their own teams, which is fantastic and we definitely support that. Uh, But there are times where you just might not be sure and the last thing that you want to do is to prematurely promote somebody into a role that they're not ready for um, or indeed, uh, uh, you know, not capable of delivering the best possible returns for your uh, various stakeholders. 
The other way it's used is uh, where you may have somebody who is in a role and they're not performing and, uh, and they need to be terminated and, uh, uh, or the thought is that they need to be terminated but it's a scarce uh, skill set or perhaps it's a, um, you know, uh, from a location point of view, uh, it may be a challenging location to recruit to. And so prior to making a decision about do we actually proceed with the termination, um, you need to test the market and just see well, what is the available talent that is um, interested in the opportunity uh, to give the employer a level of comfort that should they proceed with terminating, they can indeed replace with somebody better. Because it may be that you go to the market and after having done that research and engagement, recognise that there isn't, in fact, better quality talent available and uh, the best decision is to uh, uh, continue with the, uh, the incumbent and look at ways to uh, either repair behaviour or improve skill set. Uh, and once again, you know, that's a situation where we are retained under our 7.5% model because we can very quickly and very confidentially go to the market deliver a short list within 20 working days and then the employer is able to make an informed choice then about how they want to proceed but up to that point they've been kept entirely confidential so there is no way that the internal person uh, would know that there was this uh, um, activity happening to try and find a replacement for them uh, within the business. Right. And so, so with, with that second example there, are this, how often does it turn out that the incumbent is actually the best person for the job and better to stay in there? It, it, it is not the case that that happens often. I think what is more often the case is that organisations think we have to persevere because there isn't better quality of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after we go to the market and deliver the shortlist, they are left with a level of comfort that in fact there is a lot of better quality talent out there. You know, everybody seems to think that uh, they have people within their businesses that are unique, you know, little unicorns tears, mm-hmm. and um, nobody else could possibly do their job because perhaps that person's been there for a long time and, and they haven't really gone out to look at, you know, what available talent is there that you know are working for our competitors or working for like industry that we can import uh, to replicate what this person's doing uh, and remediate some of the issues. Um, so more often than not, the client is left feeling quite uh, relieved that they can proceed with what they know is the right thing to do, which is to terminate um, uh, and get somebody better in that place. Right. So in the process of uh, the headhunting and the research, do you let the other candidate, potential candidates know that uh, the circumstances, that, that there may or may not be a role for them? Uh, what we would do is we would say, look, we, uh, we've been retained by a, a client to go out and recruit a particular role for their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are unable to disclose to you who the employer is at this stage because they have uh, an internal situation they need to resolve. Um, In fact, I've done this very recently uh, where um, uh, the organisation wanted to recruit somebody into a C-level role 
and there had been somebody in the organisation fulfilling that role at more a general manager level, they'd, they'd recognised that they needed a significantly more strategic person. Uh, but they didn't want the GM level person to know that they were looking for this person until they had a short list. Um, and so we had to go to the market and I said to the prospective candidates, look, um, I can't let you know who the employer is uh, because this is a newly created role in the business and there's an internal restructure that needs to happen to accommodate it. Uh, my client want to be able to have the conversations internally prior to it getting out into the market. And generally, you know, candidates are very comfortable with that. Um, uh, it, you know, it's not an unusual circumstance. Right, okay. And just back to the first scenario where you're uh, considering an internal recruit, but you just want to go out and make sure that they are in fact the best talent. Yeah. Who, who does the comparison once you've got the shortlist? Who compares the, the internal talent and the external talent? Do you do that or does the client do that themselves? Uh, it depends. So under our uh, headhunted shortlist solution, we are delivering the client a telephone interviewed shortlist. We're not meeting those people face to face. So it may be that they say to their internal, uh, we've engaged Arate to run this process and you need to um, contact Arate. Arate are going to take you through the same process as the external candidates are going through. Um, more often than not, more often than not, if that was the case, it would be under our full uh, fifteen percent solution because, in that instance, we are um, uh, running a face-to-face interview process and it's extraordinarily thorough. Um, but. Uh, often the internal candidate may not even know that the employer is doing this. So um, we are going to the market, again, headhunting, telephone screening, delivering those candidates, and at that point the employer is making an assessment about whether the incumbent is the right person to promote into the role or not. Right. So in both those scenarios, it sounds like everyone has to be very strategic about what gets revealed and when. Yeah. So that, um, yeah, and I think that you know this is a situation where uh, it would be impossible to use an internal recruiter mm-hmm. because they simply can't uh, have the confidentiality. You know, yeah. if they if they are ringing as a representative for their employer, well, the cat's out of the bag, right? Yeah. You know, whereas we can do it, and we can uh, we can run it up to the delivery of that telephone interviewed shortlist uh, without disclosing who the employer is at all. Right. Uh, we need to be a little bit cautious because, um, you know, uh, we aren't able to present a candidate for a role without their explicit permission. Yeah. Okay, so what we can do is we can say, we've been to the market and these are people that are potentially open to making a move, dependent upon who the employer is. Right. Um, because once we go back to the candidate and say, well, we can now reveal to you that the employer is, I don't know, uh, National Australia Bank, the candidate might say, well, I'm definitely not interested. Or, wow, I'm definitely really interested. Um, uh, So until they know who it is and can get the opportunity to do their own due diligence, the last thing you want to do is get an employer excited about a candidate 
and then you do the reveal to the candidate who the employer is, and they say, oh, no thanks. Right, okay. <laughs> it's a bit like, um, uh, I suppose, an arranged marriage. Yeah. Once uh, the two parties meet each other for the first time, uh, it could go very sideways. Right. So is there ever a scenario where the internal recruit, uh, the internal candidate does turn out to be the best person, but someone on the shortlist turns out to be a good replacement for that person in their old role? Has that ever happened? Yeah. And um, so that one of the benefits of utilising our 7.5% solution is that... Um, once we deliver that shortlist, the client can make multiple hires from that shortlist either at that time or any time in the future and there's no further fees paid. So a, tr a typical recruiter will say, you're gonna pay us 15% of salary and if you hire two people, you're paying us 15% you know, above. Right. Whereas our view is, you know, we've only done one piece of work, why should yeah. we get paid twice for it? Um, and so that does happen. But what also happens is, um, uh, more often than that is that an organisation will go to recruit a role and will deliver a shortlist and one person uh, is absolutely qualified, um, hit the ground running uh, candidate, but there may be somebody who is green and growing and so they think, well, we may as well grab both while we can. Uh, we'll hire the person to take the current vacancy and then hiring somebody to develop up internally within the business. And that um, that happens very, very regularly. Wow, mm. wow. So, so tell us about the headhunted shortlist. How does that work? Well, basically, uh, uh, we retained by our clients to go out and headhunt very specific talent for uh, vacancies, where they're, whether they're at an executive or a board level. Um, typically, the roles are 150 plus salaries uh, and they are leadership roles. But they could be any role family within a business, uh, it could be within any industry, and it could really be pretty much anywhere in Australia. Uh, we have done some international work, but you know, more often than not, it's in, in Australia. So what we meet with the client to take a brief. And what we're interested in is what are the actual quantifiable key deliverables of the role over the first three, six, 12 months and beyond. So typically a position description will describe in what I call motherhood statements, you know, um, the key responsibilities and attributes and qualifications, but it won't dive down into what is this person actually being employed to do. Uh, we use a recruitment methodology developed by an American named Lou Adler called performance-based hiring. And his philosophy was that the best predictor of future performance is past performance. So if you can find somebody who's done it before, they've done it well and they're motivated to do it again, they're much more likely to be successful. Uh, so what we do is we meet with our client and we put together this document called a performance profile which outlines you know, in a lot of detail, these quantifiable key deliverables. Uh, I then have an in-house research and candidate engagement team. And so what we do is we go out and map the client's competitors. We map like industry. We look for where this talent may be. Uh, and we build out a market map. And then we jump on the phone and we call these people proactively in their workplace. Hi, Fred. Hi, Bill. Hi, Sally. Hi, Mary. Got a job. Are you interested? Obviously more involved than that, but fundamentally, you know, that's what it is. And one of their first questions is, well, what am I actually being employed to do? So by having that performance profile, we can really 
uh, clearly articulate the role. And typically candidates would then say, yep, I'm really good at that. I love doing that. I'm definitely interested. Or they'll say, not interested, in which case we ask them for referrals. And then once we've uh, captured their CVs, we then take them through a very comprehensive telephone screen interview to look for evidence that they've done it before, done it well, motivated to do it again. And then at the end of 20 working days, of course we are uh, communicating with our client through that 20 day period to keep them informed as to how we're progressing with the role. At the end of 20 working days, we sit down and I'm making these numbers up, but we you know, would say, look, we've spoken to 90 people about your vacancy. This is what they think of your business. This is what they think of the role. This is what they think of the money. Here's any other information we've been able to capture along the way, which could be of value to you, perhaps uh, how you're perceived in a, as an employer of choice or any competitive intelligence or anything like that. Of the 90 people we've spoken to, uh, we guarantee to deliver a minimum of three candidates that the client is delighted to interview. Typically, it's between five and 12. So we've extensively telephone screened these people. They definitely meet the brief. They're definitely interested. They've got the right salary expectations. They've got the right motivation as to why they are looking for a new role. And they're now ready to engage in your process. Here's their CVs with a full written report over to you, 7.5%. Uh, so it's extremely fast. It's very inexpensive when you compare it against uh, traditional executive search companies. And we guarantee to deliver. If we don't deliver a minimum of three candidates, then we refund the retainer. Um, and it's fantastic. It's been very successful in the market. We have many clients who've used us many, many times um, for various senior leadership roles within their business. Um, we have many clients who've made multiple hires off the shortlist for one fee. Um, yeah, it's been good and um, uh, we really enjoy doing the work. It's, um, it gives us the opportunity to obviously do a higher volume of work because they're lower fees, but um, we can be doing everything from a marketing manager for a residential construction company to an infrastructure manager to a listed mining company. Uh, to a CFO for a, um, a port business uh, all in one week and uh, it keeps uh, life interesting and fun for us. Excellent, all right. So, so in both of those scenarios, it sounds to me like really it's a low-cost insurance policy and but, but even at the end of it, you're still left with an asset. The worst-case scenario is you keep your existing person but you've still got a short list of people who you may be compelled to hire either now or in the near future. Definitely, you know, um, and even more broadly than that, it's a way of testing how are you perceived in the market as an right. employer of choice, presuming, of course, that we're able to disclose who the employer is. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, from a perspective of uh, what salary do we offer, you know, the incumbent, well, let's test the market and see what people would want to move, and that will give a level of... Um, confidence that if you do employ the internal you're you know doing it a salary that is benchmarked across the industry um, uh, so there's many many ways it, it gets utilized uh, and people often say well are you just marketing uh, are you just mapping the market well it's way more than that we are mapping the market we're headhunting we're telephone interviewing so the people that we're presenting are fully scrutinized um, and uh, are sort of 
quality tested to make sure that they meet the requirements. Very good. All right, well, that sounds very useful. No doubt uh, some of our listeners will, have, uh, will be thinking how they can apply this either now or in the near future. Great. Well, thank you once again, Brett. Thank you, Richard. See you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Arate Podcast with Richard Triggs. For show notes and other resources, please visit aratepodcast.com. While you are there, you can subscribe for future episodes so you can continue your own journey towards realizing your full potential as a senior executive. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The Arate Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.